If you're like me and you're not so great at planning ahead, you have to try Hotel Tonight. You just have to. Hotel Tonight is an app that helps you find amazing hotel deals at the last minute, up to seven days in advance. It's perfect for a spontaneous getaway or indulging in a little staycation. Love that word. All it takes is 10 seconds, just three taps and a swipe, no matter how fat your thumbs are. So what are you waiting for? Get in on these killer last minute deals and download the Hotel Tonight app now. Today's episode is brought to you by Captain Morgan, the official captain of Against All Odds. We're raising our glasses of Captain Morgan and Ginger to all you captains out there. Whether you're a tugboat captain, captain of your intramural dodgeball team, or just live to have fun, I do that. You're all captains in our book. No matter how you choose to live like a captain, Captain Morgan reminds you to please drink responsibly. Captain's orders. All right, welcome to Against All Odds with Cousin Sal, part of the Ringer Podcast Network. Big show today, big, big show. I don't know how we're going to fit it all in. Tate, how long do we have? Uh, all the time in the world after last week. It's You've not enough. It. It's not enough time. <laughs> Tate is still reeling over our friend Brad's appearance last week. Have you have you spoken to a therapist? Are you going to be okay? I don't think I want to do anything uh, to get it documented. I want Brad to figure it out. I feel like he's already called all the doctors. He knows uh, my dentist. He's right. talked to my mom. He's talked to everybody that I know. So he ta- I'm marked. He talked sure. to George H.W. Bush. Yeah, you're in trouble. <laughs> you're in trouble. But uh, the degenerate trifecta is going to come on. We're going to discuss the um, top 25 cheating moments in Patriots history. No, we're not going to do that. That would take years and years and years to get through. Today, we're going to talk uh, Major League Baseball home run odds, Cy Young odds, Heisman Trophy odds. We'll dive into the PGA Championship. You know, normally we'd have our pal Joe House on and talk PGA Championship props, but after giving us two consecutive major winners for the Masters and U.S. Open, what does he do for the British Open? Gives us Matt Kuchar. Guy comes in second place. Not good enough, House, so you're bumped. Sorry, pal. That's Hollywood. It's a fickle town. Taking his place will be the great Max Kellerman. Max is one of the top boxing analysts of our time, I think. He's going to help us make money off of this Mayweather-McGregor fight. Seems so simple. All we need to do just dump it all on Floyd. But we're going to go over all the props with Max. There are a ton of them. You can actually bet on how many pay-per-view vi- uh, buys there will be for this fiasco. But before we get to Max, let's talk to the Wizards of Wagering, the Gurus of Gambling, my degenerate trifecta, Harry, Brother Bry, and the Parlay Kid. What's happening, fellas? What's going on, Sal? Sal, what's up, buddy? So, listen, golf is saving the summer for us the way I see it. We're all betting a lot on these stupid tournaments. And for the first time, and I don't even remember how long, all four of us won on a bet. We had Steph Curry to bogey the first hole. Brian, what what tournament was that? I don't even remember. What was it? Yeah, it was the Ellie May tournament that we had him to uh, bogey or worse the first hole. And I think we got it at like plus 130, right, Sal? That was nice. And it wasn't, t- I don't know, I was at the dentist's office. I don't like betting on things uh, for that amount, whatever I put down, and not being able to watch it. But was that even televised, that first first hole? I don't think so, right? Yeah, that was the thing. You couldn't even, we couldn't even find it. Harry and I were going back and forth on text, like, is this on TV? We couldn't find it anywhere. Like, Harry's sending emails from the internet based on every shot he had. I think we found out like 30 minutes later that he actually uh, bogeyed the hole. Good enough. But we did a lot of research for it, though, that's for sure. We really did, and it was dumb. And he teed off at the the 10th hole and not the first hole, which was confusing. But we we nailed it, and um, he actually ended up having a decent first day. But he bogeyed the first hole, and that was good enough for us. Brian, you're killing it. We had Matsuyama to win uh, last week. You've been winning MMA parlays. Baseball's been tough, though, right? Yeah, I've, I've struggled. Baseball's been the one thing I've struggled on. But, yeah, golf and uh, MMA have definitely helped me out a lot. Let's, MMA, boxing, all that stuff, I, I've lucked out for sure this summer. Let's keep it going. Harry, on the other hand, managed to lose um, $400 in, in parlays, making $5 parlays at a time last week. How is that <laughs> How is that happening, Harry? Look, you know what? It was bad. I mean, I lost everything except the curry bet, I think. But, uh I was right in it to the end of all these golf tournaments. Even this, we even I, bet, we, I talked Brian into betting the seniors tour. We bet Stricker uh. shoots a sixty nine on day one, which wasn't good enough, and because he comes back with a sixty three and a sixty six, and he still can't get there at plus two sixty just to win the tournament. Close in all of them, lost all. of them. I think though. you lost Rough. three parlays on like WNBA over unders. 
like, I don't know what you're doing. Like, why does that WNBA, jump out WNBA, you? WNBA, you know, uh, you don't have to bet I that. I just nonsense. think these some some of these matchups work out for me, I think, and then it turns out it doesn't because if two other of those women's bets goes over, I made I would make I would have made two thousand for the weekend. Instead, lost everything. Really. And again, you can't watch these. You're just checking on your phone. It's stupid. Yeah. Can't watch. Oh, I'm watching. Well, I am watching it on the computer. Okay. That's pretty sad. All right. That's fun. Well, pretty bad. you're losing a lot in parlays, <laughs> but you're also losing weight. Let me update everyone on uh, our weight loss contest. So I've challenged Harry to lose 52 pounds by Super Bowl 52. And if he does as much, I will give him $5,200. If he falls short, he is going to wear nothing but a sandwich board on Hollywood Boulevard singing Daughtry's new album. Uh, the sandwich board is going to say, I'm Harry, Harry Hippo, the fat loser who couldn't lose fat. And that's I'm hoping for that result over the uh, having to pay you money. But where are you at now, Harry? You sent us a video. Well, you know what? If if, if I do get there, I might do that anyways. Oh, you might do it anyway? <laughs> I have a feeling part of you I wants might do to it do anyways. That. I yeah. mean, that, that, that new album is fantastic. Well, conversely, if you don't get there, uh, I'm definitely, definitely not paying you. So yeah, you could do both if you want, but. But so what are you now? You're so you you have to be you have to be like one ninety six or something, right? I got to be one ninety four point eight. Well, that's what it is. One ninety four to be exact. Uh huh. And you and what you weigh I in today? I believe when we started this uh, crazy uh, uh, bet, mm -hmm. I was at two forty eight. Mm -hmm. And as of this morning, when I sent you the video takeaway, I didn't include like a pound for my clothes, so I'm probably right now at. I've made it all the way down to 228. I got time. I got plenty of time. 228. Darren, so Darren, he has to lose 34 more pounds for me to lose my bet. What do you think? What odds would you put on this right now? So I guess, listen, Harry is uh, he's a trooper here. Uh, I, I really, I'm not sure of the odds. The guy doesn't seem to be working too much right now. <laughs> he's hiking the hills in Arizona. Right. Uh, his boss seems to be, his boss is away for like the last three or four weeks. Uh-huh. So he's kind of doing what he wants. So his his training has really picked up. So the weight's coming off. But so you know, football starting. So right. Mm -hmm. You're spending that's all be Sunday tough. eating. You're eating all Sunday regardless. Yep. Right. That's gonna. That's when it's gonna get tough. Right. So we we wrestled. We right. used to suck some weight. Yeah. Those first ten twenty pounds. Yeah. Not a big deal. Right. It's those last thirty forty. But you know what? I gotta say. I'm giving Harry even odds. Right? Wow. I'm going to give Harry wow. even odds. He, he's got a shot. He's got a shot. He's motivated. He's determined. Uh, so I'm, I'll, I'll give him even odds. Oh, I don't like that. I don't like that. Thanks, D. Yeah. <laughs> don't listen. Don't don't get inspired by this, Harry. You're you're funnier as a fat guy. Just keep it that way. All right. Let's look. take a look around. Know, the. That, uh, yeah, go ahead. What were you going to say there? Yeah, no, I, I was just oh, going to say I'm torn, right? Like, I want I want Harry for his health to make it. But nah. then on the other side, for entertainment purposes, it's so much better for him to lose. Yeah, that. yeah. Yeah, come on. And it, if his health fails, that, well, that's funny stories, too. We'll be fine. Um, let's talk baseball. Let's go around the uh, major league and look at the landscape. Uh, there's about 50 games remain. The Dodgers... Are the odds on favorite to win this whole thing? Two to one. They they just there is no sign of stopping with them. They're crushing the ball. Kershaw comes back. It's ridiculous what they're doing. Not slowing down. They don't look like a team with like a twenty-two game lead in the uh, in the division or whatever it is. Houston at six to one. They kind of took their foot off the pedal, but again, they're they're way ahead of uh, the game. Uh, Red Sox plus six fifty. Indians seven to one. Nats plus seven fifty. Cubs eight to one. Yanks twelve to one. And then it gets crazy now. If you go by division, the Cubs minus 500 over the Brewers. This is so screwy to me. Cubs minus 500 over the Brewers. They have a one-and-a-half game lead. Red Sox, four-game lead over the Yankees, minus 220. Indians, same four-game lead over the Royals. Brian, we like the Royals to make a comeback. Indians are minus 1,000. Four-game lead, Red Sox minus 220. Indians minus 1,000. That's, uh, that's weird. I don't know why. Brian, why do you think that is? They don't trust the Royals as much as the Yankees? Yeah, I don't think I, I think just the Royals. I mean, they've been terrible lately, right? They've gone on some some bad stretches here, but I think their pitching overall for the Royals really really screws them. So I think that's that's what's keeping that number pretty high. And people are betting the Indians, and people are betting the Cubs like crazy to uh, the World Series teams from last year. But let's take a look at the home run race: Stanton against Judge. Um, Harry, what do you see at Stanton? Well. Stanton is minus 180, Judge in second place plus 260. 
There's a few others down there. Mustakis, Bellinger have 32 home runs. Gallo, I think, has 31. Who do you like, Harry? I mean, this is a tough one because Judge is brand new to this, so we really don't know what to expect for a full season from him. Uh, we don't know how many he can go for, and this is uh, the most home run Stanton's ever had in a season. So uh, it's really close, I think. I think the line should even, you know, I, I, it's, I think it's so tight that uh, I'll take Stanton just in the fact that he's got a three-home run lead. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Brian, is there anyone else? I mean, can, I don't even know what else. I mean, I don't know what else. You know, Judge has been phenomenal. But yeah. uh, what can he do? How many more can he have for a whole season? I'll take Stanton uh, at uh, at even just because he's got, like I said, three homers more. Well, it's minus 180, yeah. But, yeah, the, I mean, basically you're uh, – I agree. I think Stanton with a three-home run lead with 50 games left, that's that's considerable at this point. And, yeah, going against a rookie, you don't know how he's going to wind down. And I'll add this to the – to the whole discussion. Stanton has six games against the Mets. That's probably 10 or 11 more home runs right there. He absolutely destroys my Mets. So I think uh, I think he ends up in the 50 range, and, you know, if they both stay healthy, Judge falls short of that. I kind of like Stanton minus 180. Do you, do, do you think, by, by the way, it's home run, Stanton's home run last night, do you think he knew it was gone when he hit it? I didn't he actually stayed, he see only, it. He only watched it for about eight seconds. Oh, uh, well, that's that's Darren and Brian. That's Parley Kid and Brother Bry's guy. Yeah. You got you got back Parley off. Kid. Well, Sal, you know, just well, I think less than two short weeks ago, mm-hmm. Brother Bry sent us a text saying, "Hey, let's jump on Stanton. He's plus two fifty to win the home run." Wow, title. was he? Wow, right? And it was probably the only time. Brian, am I correct on that? Did, wasn't yeah. that the text? Yeah, and that was probably I, the only time that none of us responded to his text. Wow, <laughs> there was there was very little response to it. We kind of all let it go. And uh, now we're probably all kicking ourselves because Stanton's going to win it. And barring injury, Stanton's winning that that uh, home run title. Yeah. Well, I have a data plan. I have a weird data plan, so I'm just not going to respond to the gambling-related uh, texts anymore. <laughs> so uh, that's just how it is. Yeah, yeah. we probably probably should have jumped up. Was he about even, Brian? Was the race even when he was plus 250? Or I can't remember what it was back then. I think he was down one or two to him. But okay. he, he had been really hot for a couple of weeks, and Judge hadn't hit any. But I'll tell you, Sal— the the one sleeper that you could look at right now is uh, Gallo from the the Rangers. That's Gallo with the G. Uh, he's uh, six, sixteen to one right now, which I think is pretty good odds. I mean, if you look at his last fifteen games, he has ten homers in that stretch. Judge only has five. Actually, I think Judge has five home runs in the last twenty five games, and mm-hmm. uh, Stanton has eight in the last fifteen. So. If you're looking for a little bit of value, I think 16 to one is uh, is pretty good there. Yeah, Stanton's going I mean, crazy. A weird a weird stat I will say for Gallo is I don't know if you know in in 315 at bats he has 32 homers, six, uh, 13 doubles, two triples, and 20 singles. Wow, and that that's pretty yeah. nuts, right? 32 homers and 20 singles. Wow, I don't know. That's if I've weird. Seen that All right, 16 to one. That's like, McGuire like. We like Stanton, but we like Gallo also at 16 to one. He's uh, he's a few behind, so I guess he's seven behind Stanton. But that's uh, uh six six at the moment. He hit one today. Oh, he hit one today. All right, so thirty eight, thirty two. Yeah. All right, let's move on to the uh, Cy Young odds. Um, these seem like runaways, although I like the runner ups. Uh, I like the second place odds for both these. Let's go to the American League. Yeah. Uh, Chris Sale is just going crazy. He's minus four twenty five to win the Cy Young. Kluber on the Indians plus three fifty. Um. What do you think, Darren? Sale 14 wins, Kluber 10. Is that just too much of a spread at this point to go Kluber? Yeah, listen, Sale, Sale's going to win it, but let me just say, uh, give you some Kluber numbers because this guy is super underrated, Sale, right? Mm-hmm. I, if he was pitching in New York, I think he'd be a little bit closer in terms of those odds that he's been given. I think, I do think he's uh, got good value. I mean, he's got eight strikeouts or more in 13 straight starts. Only Randy Johnson and Pedro Martinez have ever done that. Wow. He's got 11 strikeouts uh, in five starts in a row. Uh, only Randy Johnson, Pedro Martinez, Sale himself, J.R. Richard, and Nolan Ryan have ever done that before. Mm. Uh, and I don't see this guy letting up right now, especially because they're in a dogfight. They're going to need him to go out and win every game he pitches uh, the rest of the year. Uh, unless they start pulling away, uh, but I, I could see him needing to win games for them, uh, and I could see him boosting his win total uh, up. But you know, are you going to win the Cy Young with 16 wins? Is that going to happen? That's the I don't think so. Yeah. Uh, 
Uh, and that's the problem. His other numbers are fantastic. I think they're like off the charts, really. Uh, but Sale is just going to win too many games, I think, at this point. So, uh, But I do really like Kluber uh, in that. But you, you'd be rooting for a Sale injury or something like that for Kluber to win. For those the, odds. The, the yeah, I'm trying to think with 50, yeah. 50 games left. What is that, about uh, 10 to 12 starts somewhere in there? And, um, yeah, Sale's going to get right. over 20. He's going to get over 20. He's got... He's got shutouts in five of his last seven starts. I mean, no, not complete game shutouts, sure. but he's, he's given up zero. But yeah, so that's why that's why there's a hefty vig. Um, brother Bry Kershaw and Scherzer in the National League. Scherzer minus three hundred. He's on fire. Kershaw's resumed throwing off the mound soon. He's plus two forty. I I like Kershaw. I'm a Kershaw guy. Fifteen and two. I mean, I, I know he's he's. Falling away with yep. starts here. Scherzer's got more starts. 15 and 2, 2.04. The run support is about the same. It's 5.29 to 4.96. Uh, Scherzer's got more strikeouts, but Kershaw's strikeout to walk ratio is better. I like the plus 240. What do you say? Uh, I think you're getting good value there with Kershaw. I mean, do do we know exactly when we think he's coming back? He'll miss, I mean, how many more starts you think he'll miss? About yeah, three more starts. probably three but more. That, that's the probably... thing. There's no rush to get him back because they have such a big lead. But right, um, all he does is and, win. And how many starts is he going to make at the end of the year? Their lead is uh, insurmountable. Right. So you might be talking. Maybe they limit him to three or four starts anyway, maximum. Right. You know, going into the playoffs. Well, it's funny, but Washington yeah, but is notorious to do that. They they did that with Strasburg. He didn't even pitch him in a playoff series, right? Because of that. So they may be limiting. Uh, Scherzer as well. I don't know. That's a tough one. I know, but if he comes back, Sal, and he gets to eighteen and two, nineteen and two, if Scherzer has a couple bad starts and his ERA balloons like over two point five, then mm-hmm. you know I think you, you still get a decent value there with it because I think Kershaw's ERA is low twos, right? It's like two hundred four. Yeah, two hundred four. Two hundred four. Harry, anyone else? But, uh, no one Scher- else is jumping up there. Scher- right? Scherzer's batting average against is one seventy, and he's got still fifty strikeouts more. Than Kershaw, and I think, but I, I still I agree with you, Sal, too. That I think, st- I think it'll be a lot closer, even despite Kershaw's injury. But still, Scherzer at three hundred seems like the play. Mm-hmm. All right, I like. I don't know. Maybe it's a West Coast bias here, but I like I like Kershaw. I like the value. Um, let's make some money here. Nature Box. Oh yeah. When it comes to snacks, sometimes it feels like the only options are delicious and a billion calories or boring and tasteless. But it doesn't have to be that way. Up your snack game with Nature Box. Nature Box has over 100 snacks that taste good and are all made from high-quality, simple ingredients. That means no artificial colors, flavors, or sweeteners. So you could feel good about what you're eating. Harry, you're dieting. What's, what are some of the things you like to snack on now? Now, um, yeah, I'm now. basically going the low carb bread. Low carb bread? bread? That's a, that's your snack? Wraps. Yeah, that's my snack. Uh, you know, I, I have uh, nothing. That's what I'm going with. Low hmm. carb bread is my snack. No, wrong answer. Figure that out. You should be going with honey Dijon pretzels and vanilla bean wafers because that's what satisfies your sweet tooth, Harry. You have a sweet tooth and it makes you feel guilty. And Nature Box could do this for you. I don't even know why I'm telling you this. I'm going to lose my own bet giving you a, a tip on Nature Box. They had new snacks. They're inspired by real customer feedback, the latest food trends, and professional chefs every month. It's so simple. Just go to naturebox.com, choose the snacks you want, and Nature Box will deliver them right to your door. No risk. If you ever try a snack you don't like, Nature Box will replace it for free. That's right up your alley, Harry. You can just keep sending them back, and uh, they'll, they'll send you new ones. You love that stuff. Free is up my alley. Yeah. That's correct. Right now, you'll save even more. Nature Box is offering our listeners three free snacks with your first order when you go to naturebox.com slash odds. That's naturebox.com slash odds for three free snacks with your first order. Naturebox.com slash odds. All right. College football. I'm worried about how much we have to cover in the next few weeks. We have all the college football, the over-under, the conference odds. uh, And then we have, forget about the pros. It just goes on and on and on. Rookie of the year, first coach fired. So much to cover. I thought we'd dive in there this week with Heisman odds. I don't think it's too early to talk about this. USC quarterback Darnold is the favorite at plus 350. Darren, what do you say? Where's the value? Is is it going to be – is USC dominance going to prevail here? Yeah, so that makes sense. But uh, 
I'm going to say uh, I'm a big Lamar Jackson fan on Louisville. Uh-huh. Uh, he's the uh, reigning Heisman Trophy winner. We we haven't seen a repeat performance since uh, Archie Griffin in the '70s, I believe. Uh-huh. And um, but Lamar Jackson, Sal, he uh, his numbers were off the charts last year. He's losing some uh, skill guys, I believe. Bri, you can correct me. Uh, somebody could tell me this. He's 11 to one, I think, at this moment, right? right? Yeah, he's 11 to one. So he, so. he, he you know, he's the uh, 11 to one. Uh, what that's great value for a guy who's returning. The guy con- contributed 52 total touchdowns last year between running and passing. Uh, so I'm a big fan of Lamar Jackson. Uh, I can see them winning nine to ten games. He's got a game this year against Florida State midseason. I think that could win or lose in the Heisman Trophy. But he- so here's my problem with the Heisman Trophy. Here's my one issue with it. Mm-hmm. Last year Lamar Jackson won that trophy, right? Had they waited to vote on that Heisman Trophy mm-hmm. until after the bowl season was done? Does Lamar Jackson win the Heisman? He had a no. terrible game versus Houston last year in a bowl game. And Deshaun Watson, right, uh, you know, beats Alabama. Right. And we're seeing on Dece- early December Lamar Jackson hoisting the, the, the Heisman Trophy. Why can't they wait till that bowl season's over to yeah. award that Heisman Trophy to some of these guys? Um, I know what you're saying. That's I, I, my I, only issue. I just I think it's what happens to Carson Wentz for North Dakota State, and they have a crappy matchup in the postseason game, a bowl, you know, or whatever, or a team like that. That that's the only problem with that. And uh, yeah, I know what you're right, saying, but they're not. Nobody from North Dakota State's winning it anyway. Yeah, right? I mean, it's going to be most likely a guy from a big school who's going to at least a semi big bowl game, mm-hmm. right? But so my sleeper pick here for this mm-hmm. Heisman Trophy is. Bouchelle, Shane Bouchelle from Texas. He's 35 to 1. He's being coached now by Tom Herman, the former Houston Cougar coach. Mm-hmm. There's a great vibe going on in this Texas program right now. Um, I, I can see uh, this team being revitalized, this kid having a phenomenal year, and this guy Herman's offense. And at 35 to 1, I think he is a really good value, too. Uh, he's my sleeper Heisman pick. That's pretty good. I know they have a lot of good games early on. That's uh, that they have to win for for something like that to happen. They got to win U- USC week three. You right. at USC week three. But hey, that's how you win the Heisman, right? You win a game like that, or you even if you lose, you throw for four hundred and fifty yards against USC. Right. Maybe you outperform. Uh, a guy like Donald, and and uh, you know you make a name for yourself right there. Well, so that's my sleeper pick, Jackson Bouchel. Right there, and I, I think I think it's Sam Darnold's to lose. It's one of those things. If they run the table, we'll probably win at plus three fifty because he'll put up big games. It just it's a monster team. But I, I would go with Lamar Jackson too. Before uh, I let Brother Brian Harry weigh in, I might as well tell you eleven to one. The voters like him. He won. He's got three experienced juniors back at wide receiver. I know the others. A couple went pro. Um, and it doesn't really matter. He lost four games last year and won the Heisman. He was nine and four, including right. the bowl exactly. loss. They were nine and three in the regular season. I think their over under is nine and a half. I think they could go ten and two. He could actually his team could I actually agree. be better. And eleven to one odds, I think that's a steal. Uh, Brother Bry, and, what do you and say? And Petrino's a great offensive coordinator right. there, a uh, coach. But you know, Petrino's fantastic. They're, they're supposed to have a better offensive line, yeah, this year too to protect them. Brother Bry, what are you going with? Sure. Well, let me just say before everybody on Twitter starts responding that Carson Wentz definitely couldn't have won it just because he was playing in the uh, subdivision. Just, just so people don't get upset about it. Yeah, right. No, I was <laughs> bad, bad example. Bad I know. Example. I'm <laughs> I talking know. about what about like a Quentin um, Flowers this year is like 25 to one, and he's for South Florida. Yeah. Like, who are they going to play in their bowl game? That, that's my point. Like, I don't right, know. right, and that's somebody yeah. who I love. But yeah, exactly. You look at their schedule, and even if right. they go 13 and 0 this year, it's like their best game is Houston. You know, I think right. for the season, so it's a little crazy. But yeah. I'll throw out a few numbers for you. Just if you look at the last 10. Heisman Trophy Award winners, five have been from the SEC, two have been from the Big 12, two from the ACC, one from the Pac-12. Mm-hmm. All of them have been underclassmen, eight quarterbacks, two running backs, and six of the last ten have been in the championship game. So hmm. what I started doing is you start crossing off some of these people when you start looking at that because obviously you can cross stuff a wide receiver, they're not winning, any defensive player is not winning. Mm-hmm. So you're mostly looking at quarterbacks at the moment. So I think – I think really good value is uh, DeAndre Francois from Florida State. You know, he threw for as a freshman threw for 3,400 yards last year. They were 10 and three. I expect you know the the good thing about Florida State is they have a lot of ho- high profile games this year. They mm-hmm. play 
Alabama week one, which is obviously a little worrisome. But they also are going to be playing Clemson. They're going to be playing Louisville. So he, he definitely is going to be on a lot of TV. So yeah, it helps. I think you could definitely see him throwing for about, you know, 4,000 yards and being right up there, similar to when, when Winston won the mm-hmm. Heisman Trophy Award. All right. Harry, what are you saying? Well, I do like Darnold, too, where he, I understand where he deserves to be the odds-on favor to win after his 31 touchdowns and 3,100 yards last year. And the way the Pac-12 schedule works out this year, USC does not play Washington. So mm-hmm. that definitely benefits Darnold, too, not having to go up against Browning of Washington. But but my sleeper pick, and me and Brian have talked about this guy uh, a little bit over the last month and a half, um, and it's the quarterback from Washington State, Luke Falk. Uh, on September 29th, hold on. Let me let me uh, g- give me seven give me home. seven or eight minutes to uh, go scroll down and find Luke Falk in here. Okay, no, I got. Oh, him. all I'll right, I got Se- 76, 76 touchdowns in the last two years, nine thousand yards, and they were a game away from being in the Pac-12 championship last year when they lost to Washington. <laughs> so, on the 29th on ESPN, they have. USC at home. If they can beat Darnold and USC in that game, they might run the table in the uh, in the in the in the Pac-12 uh, North. Hmm. Interesting. And he's forty to one odds, right? Somewhere in there. Forty to one. All right. Okay. Brian, I think we saw him at fifty uh, a month and a half ago. Yeah, he was at least fifty. If not, I think he started off at like sixty, and he's he's gone down a little bit. Yeah. Well, now that Harry yeah. endorsed him, he'll go back down to fifty. You'll see. All right, let's have some fun here. This uh, brings us to our sponsored segment, Captain Morgan's Make Believe Riverboat Casino, where each week the degenerate trifecta and I set sail, tackling make-believe gambling propositions related to sports and pop culture events. You guys aren't seasick, are you? We're going to get on the boat right now, and we're going to start with this one. Fake prop. Who will play in a golf major first, Steph Curry or Donald Trump? Trump, minus 170, favored. Harry, what are you thinking? We bet Steph Curry. We bet him uh, in a lesser tournament. I don't even know how he got on that one. Does he have a chance to make a major? He got in because the game, the, the tournament was in San Francisco, and he plays in San Francisco. So mm-hmm. that's how they squeezed him in. But I I think if he continues to work on his game, he might have an outside, outside shot to qualify. I know uh, there's regional qualifiers for the U.S. Open. Maybe something. I mean, he really did impress us. I mean, he didn't have – he. I don't think he had a triple bogey or, or worse in the whole two days that he was playing. And uh, from what I saw uh, last weekend, by the way, Darren, uh, Curry was much better than uh, Tony Romo at his golf and trying to make uh, <laughs> trying to make tournaments. Uh, Tony needs to quit trying to make golf tournaments and stay focused on his day job, Darren. Tony, oh, that, that is what like he's doing. Bayless, Harry. He, he is staying focused. He has a day job in two weeks that starts up. That's exactly what he's doing, Harry. Steph Curry could have the whole summer we'll, off. We'll, Parlay Kid, what, what do you say? goes. Okay, Harry raised some good points there, but like Curry's a, obviously a great athlete, okay, but Trump... This guy defies all odds, right? <laughs> he continues to defy all odds. Right. In 2022, the PGA Championship is in uh, New Jersey on one of Trump's golf courses, right? Mm-hmm. It's the first men, one. It's the first men's major tournament to be played on one of Trump's courses. Mm-hmm. Could Trump actually play in this? Could there be a special dispensation to let him play? Yeah. Is that possible? I don't, I don't know what that word means, right. but yeah. See, I guess, yeah. Is that a word? That I use? <laughs> no, I think you're right. I don't know, I don't know what it means either. <laughs> it sounded right. Dispensation. I, yeah. I think that's correct. You're right. Uh, I think I'm using that correctly. Okay. Uh, you're let's the just teacher. Say, okay, Harry, that sounds good? Yeah, you're the teacher. <laughs> so, right. So, 2022, Trump is, listen, if he's not the president, he's playing golf in that major right mm-hmm. there. Somehow or another. Wow. He's allowed to play in that major. Uh, listen, we, Harry, we were watching the uh, old-timers golf uh, tournament the other day, right? You had, yeah. uh, you had Stricker in that, right? Trump right. definitely would have placed, been in the top 30 in that tournament the way some of those golfers looked out there. Yeah. Right? Is it, even, though, is, yeah. even though your golfer, who was 40 years younger than everybody in that tournament, <laughs> uh, didn't even win it, right. Stricker, right? Trump, yeah. Trump, 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 Trump will surprise. All right, he he, he does what it takes, mm-hmm. and uh, I think he'll play 2022 
So he'll make a major before uh, Steph Curry ever does. All right. Brother Brian, what do you think? Yeah, I'm going to go with Trump, too, but not why Darren said Trump. I, I, I'm I'm going to guess he fires the head of the PGA, and, and he'll replace him with, like, his buddy John Daly or somebody like that, right? Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm thinking that might happen. <laughs> but, you know, I'm rooting for this to happen, right? Wouldn't it be great, like, you, you could see Trump taking mulligans at a major or driving on the course of his golf cart, like getting in front of Jordan Spieth's ball, riding right over it. I think it would be a lot of fun. So I'm definitely rooting for this. And, uh, you know, I, I know Trump, they say, shoots like – what his handicap they say is a three, which I find really hard to believe. I mm-hmm. mean, I can't, I can't imagine he's really any good at golf. But yeah, but I think that that's the way he gets in. Uh, I'm in with you. I don't ha- think he waits till he's not president. I think he wants a green jacket to match the red cap. Uh, I think he's in one of these next two Masters. He's going to ch- sign something that says uh, a sitting president gets automatic entry. Uh, sitting president automatically makes the cut. Sitting president automatically makes the final pairing. He will not stop until that happens. I'm saying Trump minus 170. And then and only then will America be great again. Let's go to another one. This is a Miami-based prop. Number of touchdowns thrown by Jay Cutler, now the quarterback of the Dolphins, versus number of scenes on ballers this season featuring the rock-chewing Vicodin. Cutler minus 8.5. Parlay kid, I don't know if you watch uh, ballers, but he's he's all over the Vicodin, the rock. Well, you know, Sal, it wasn't until we t- we said we were going to talk about this. I haven't watched Baller since season one. Mm-hmm. But before we got on the phone here, I decided, let me watch two episodes of Baller, <laughs> season three right now, to see if he's chewing any Vicodin. What's going on here? Yeah. Okay? Sal, unless unless I missed something, I didn't see it. He didn't do it this year. I didn't year. see it. Now, there's ten episodes. Wow. He's, is he clean? Is that what it is? Is he clean? I, I don't, is he all of a sudden clean? I don't know. I remember season one, he was chewing a lot of Vicodin. Mm-hmm. I haven't been watching. I'm not a huge fan of the show, but I did watch two before it. All right. I didn't see him chewing any Vicodin. I was watching it also, though. I was watching it uh, on like, you know, three times the speed of a normal program. So I could have missed it. But let's say... He wasn't showing this 10 episodes. Mm-hmm. Let's say he averages one per the, you know, episode. You have 10. Cutler's going to throw 21 touchdown passes for the Dolphins this year. So I got to go with Cutler right there. 21 to 10. You give the eight and a half touchdowns over the rock. All right. Harry, what are you thinking? Giving it. Giving it. Yep. The way he takes the Vicodin, the way he actually takes him on, uh, it's like he's chewing Tic Tacs. Mm -hmm. It's like it's no problem for him. So I know it's a lot. Uh, Darren, you know, uh, guys, that I've always despised Cutler. He's a scum. He's garbage. (laughs) Um, This is amazing, the deal that they even, uh, this happened, because he's just going to fit in. I don't don't know. Um, I know he's uh, close with the coach, but still. I want to go with uh, I'm going to go with I'm going to go with the Rock, and I'll take it. I'll take the eight and a half uh, chewings of Vicodin because uh, actually makes the show a little more interesting too. All right, Cutler, forget it, brother Brian. What do you think? Do you have that much hatred for no. Cutler? I I kind of do too, but I'll tell you what I've I've seen Jay Cutler's ass now more than I've seen the Rock's ass. Oh yeah, and Ballers. It's it's a it's a little disappointing, right? <laughs> yeah, it's true. Um, that should have been the prop. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I'm taking the rock on this one too. Dar- Darren is right in the first three episodes. In the first three episodes, spoiler alert, mm-hmm. um, he has not taken any Vicodin so far. But I don't know. In the third episode, he crashes uh, his uh, monster truck oh. at the Monster Jam. Right. So, so I think from there, all of a sudden, he's you know. And then the the Vegas things aren't going so well. It seems like so. I think all of a sudden, you know, you're going to start to see him popping two or three an episode again, like he did in the second season. And uh, I also think that the Dolphins are going to really realize that Matt Moore is probably better than Cutler, and he'll be starting, you know, at the beginning of the season or a few games in. All right, I see a twenty to fifteen Cutler touchdowns over uh, Vicodin chewing, and mm-hmm. so then I would take the eight and a half. It's like uh, Kramer from Seinfeld with smoking a cigar, and yeah, I know there there hasn't happened this season yet, but there there were in the first two seasons. They're like they would have happened three times a show. Sometimes you'd see him chewing on a Vicodin. The guy's in a lot of pain. He really is. So I'm going Vicodin plus eight and a half over Cutler touchdowns. Well, that was stupid, right? It's another week of Captain Morgan's Make Believe Riverboat Casino. No matter how you live like a captain, Captain Morgan reminds you to please drink responsibly. Captain's orders. Now, 
We're going to do something. We haven't visited this in a while, but I appreciate all your emails. We're going to try to induct someone into the Degenerate Gamblers Hall of Fame. You write in at CousinSalAgainstAllOdds at gmail.com and try to make a case for yourself being thrown in our Gamblers Hall of Fame. Now, what you do is you have a sad sob story, a bad beat, or just a, just a story about how you're a degenerate in general. And I'm going to read one. Sal, I was on a major hot streak last year winning $5,000 on Penguins and Sharks to make the Stanley Cup final, followed by $2,000 on the Penguins to win the Cup, and $9,000 on Dustin Johnson to win the U.S. Open. I started with a $1,000 online deposit, and the account was upwards of seventeen grand. only a few weeks later. I was out celebrating one night when the bars started closing, so I hit the casino to play low-stakes blackjack. The table was closed. The tables were cold, and I lost $1,000. After leaving the casino, I drunkenly decided to chase the $1,000 through my healthy online account. My cold streak continued with the following live bets between 4 a.m. and 6 a.m. This is unbelievable. $1,000 live bet on the under in a women's soccer match from a league I've never heard of. Loss. $2,000 live bet on the Korean Air Jumbo's volleyball team, a name, remember, only for its ridiculousness. Loss. $4,000 live bet on a Japanese tennis player, again from a league I've never heard of, who was up 1-0 in the match and 4-1 in the set and lost. $10,000 plus on a live bet on the under in a handball match, a sport I don't even know the rules to. Loss. My entire online bankroll of seventeen grand plus gone in a few hours gambling on sports I know nothing about and leagues I'm not even sure are real. Signed, T from Calgary. Harry, what did this? This guy's giving you a run for your money. Uh, if if this if that's real, which uh, T that's uh, from Calgary, that is amazing. Uh, you're my hero. Um, <laughs> that is something. I mean, I've gone to the extremes, but this is this guy's in, in my opinion. I think it's a no doubter. It, it might in? be the best one so far. All right, so three out of four of us have to say yes for uh, T from Calgary to get inducted. I'm in, brother I'm Bri. I'm in on T from Calgary, brother Bry. You agree I with Harry? Yeah, this guy's definitely in. I mean, I feel like we should be hanging out with this guy. Yeah. We, we need like a Vegas trip with this guy to see it, see if this is real. But uh, anybody who can bet $2,000 on the Korean Air Jumbos is making it in my book. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this guy, I don't know if we, we might be hanging out with him. I think T from Calgary might be uh, H from Phoenix. I don't know, right? Harry, <laughs> is, this, is this a cry for help, Harry? Farley <laughs> uh, kid. I'll tell you, it, it might be. Parley Kid, is he in? Oh yes, Sal. This this certainly sounds like the last twenty five years of Harry's life, basically. Hey, I, you know what? I did have the Sharks to win the cup last year. I did have the Sharks. Remember, Sal? All right, and, uh, this is you don't have to one yeah, up. Yeah, the Sharks and <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah Sharks and right. three M- WNBA teams, and uh, uh, who knows yeah. what else you had. So this Women's guy, golf. T from Calgary. I wish we knew his real name, and he should be proud of this right now. Yeah, uh, I think he. This is a surefire one. Uh, he's in. He's in. I make the third vote, Sal. You don't even have to weigh in, but no. I know you're going to. But this guy's a this guy's a shoo-in. He's he, a lock. He's got to be. If there's a Hall of Fame, this guy's in it. I, I'm just worried that it's fake news, and if I find out it is, I'm going to personally uh, fly to <laughs> Pahrump, Nevada at our uh, Degenerate Hall of Fame and jackhammer your plaque T from Calgary. But I am both impressed Sal, and Sal. very concerned. What, Harry? What is it? I bet Brian could find out what women's soccer match and what league it was from. I bet Brian could find out. Okay. That's good. I'm really glad you interrupted with that. All right. I'm worried about this. Oh. T from Calgary. Harry, I, I think you may have to adopt this guy or, or vice versa. But uh, you are in, T from Calgary. 4-0. Um, nice. Unanimous. Congrats. He is in the Hall of Fame. Good going. All right. Now. Way to go, T. Let's go to our best bets. No house from Joe. Uh, no help from Joe House. But I will say, I spent the night with Joe House. Well, no, I mean that sounds really, really bad. But we went to dinner. We <laughs> ate like animals. And uh, he likes. Fou- <laughs> you can listen to. He's on like four or five other podcasts on this uh, Ringer Podcast yeah. Network. But Fowler, Rom, Finau, and Han are his real long shots. Finau is hundred to one, and Han is two hundred to one. But it's, he really likes Fowler. He really likes Rom. I think that guy's like twenty three, right, Rom? Um, what are you guys yeah, going with? I, I think. I th- 22. Brian, what do yeah. you say? Who's who's winning this PGA championship? What, what are the value bets? 
Yeah, I know. I, I'm going to go with Sal for my best bet for the week is I'm going to take Hoffman plus 140 to finish in the top 20. I think right now he's like 40 to 1 to win, too. So I think that's good value if you look at him. Um, he placed third last week in the Bridgestone. He was second at the Canadian. Uh, and then he was also tied for 20th at the US, at, or sorry, at the British Open, tied for third at Travelers and eighth at US Open. So that's a really good hot streak for him. I mean, the only thing I would say about Hoffman is he always seems to be in it going into the last day, and then his putts start coming up really short. So I definitely love him to finish in the top 20. I'll probably also take a flyer on him for. Uh, for uh, to win it at forty to one, but I'm also going to be betting. I'm definitely betting McElroy to win this thing too. I mean, this seems to be his course. I know you're only getting seven to one, but I'm, I'm definitely taking him. McElroy is just killing the ball like three hundred yards plus, many many drives three hundred yards plus, and he's not even using full torque. I don't know what that means. I heard someone say that, but yeah, he's a he's a monster at the at the tee. Uh, Parlay kid, you had Hoffman last week, right? And he just fell short. Yeah, yeah, fell short is the right word, Sal. Guy came up short on every single putt in his last like five holes or something like that. Yeah, the short ones but, never so you guys go really in. Stumbled it's weird. onto something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you guys have really stumbled onto something with this uh, golf betting thing. It's great. Uh, right? I haven't, I haven't done this before. Uh, I think you guys, you know, like less playing of golf, but more gambling of golf. Right. Doesn't that seem to be the way to do it? I think Instead so. of paying like crazy prices to go play golf. And and you're gonna stink at it too, right? Yeah. Unless you're playing all the time, why not just bet it? Yeah, you guys are you guys are gen you guys are geniuses. Uh, we you all really, it's pretty it's pretty to look at too. You have nice flat screen. You sit back. You watch it, right? Right. Bro- Brother Brian, right. you, you pointed right. out. I mean, we'll get to your pick in a second there, but Brother Brian pointed something out with the with the tees, the tee shots. You're staring at the guy's face. You know, it, there's a lot of agony because it can't show the ball in flight for seven or eight seconds. So they stay on his face. And now, as a as a seasoned gambler, you now become accustomed to what kind of reaction you're looking for and trying to Eggs. stay away no, what, from. What right? other sport can you find that in, Sal? No. You can't find that in any other sport. You guys have really stumbled onto something. You can actually this find is, you know, it. You can actually find. You can find it in Korean Air Jumbo's volleyball. Um, that, that's it. But then no, <laughs> no, no other sport. That, that and golf. Yeah, but courses courses are closing all over the country because nobody's playing. They're all betting on these things. That's what's happening. <laughs> so, so I'm going to take a parlay here. Last time I did this, I, I picked four guys to make the top twenty. I got three out of four. Mm-hmm. So. But I I'm, I'm think I'm going to win this time. Okay. okay, I like Fowler. I think it's his time. I'm talking top 20 here. This is a top 24 guys. Mm-hmm. Um, Fowler's mm-hmm. minus 190 to make the top 20. Look, it's his time. The guy's starting to play better golf. Uh, he's getting more consistent. I think I think the uh, I think he's going to finish top 10, if not top five. Mm-hmm. Matsuyama is going to finish in the top 20. So this guy's a machine. Mm-hmm. I'm watching this guy last week. This guy makes no mistakes. Right. Every part of his game is solid. Every single part of his game is solid. I can't see him finishing outside the top 20. He's minus 235 to finish inside the top 20. Going with Brian's guy. My guy last week, Charlie Hoffman at plus 140 to make the top 20. He seems to be at least consistent. I Mm -hmm. I think he's been finishing top 20 the last several tournaments. Put him in it. And then, like Brian said, to McElroy, top 20. I think he's the odds-on favorite uh, to win the tournament. Yep. How can it go wrong with the guy making the top 20? You, you pick those four guys to make your top 20. You're getting plus 552 right there. Wow. That's the Parlay Kids Parlay Special of the Week. Pretty good. Fowler, Matsuyama, Hoffman, and McElroy. Matsuyama made top 20 last three, uh, well, the first three, but all, all three majors this season, right? So uh, Yes. You, so I'm getting an endorsement there for that. Do you guys like that? Yeah, uh, I like what's gonna happen is yeah. three of three or four, right? There, three or four. <laughs> yeah, well, probably, probably, probably three or four. The other thing is, we, it doesn't matter if we like it. <laughs> That's all yours, Darren. It's fine. All right, brother Brian, what are you gonna say? All right, all right. Oh, I already went. So. Oh, you did? I, I need another pick oh, yeah. out of you. You did? Who am I missing? Harry? Did everyone go? You, you don't. You, you don't want my golf picks. I'm glad yeah, Darren right. thinks we've stumbled on. Brian, some. take Harry's I'm glad golf Darren pick, please. Thinks uh, yeah, you want yeah. to? Harry? I mean, honestly, I think uh, I'm glad Darren thinks we've stumbled on something good here. But uh, I, you know, I got I'm, Darren. I'm going to go with a three team or two, and I'm going to do. It's going to be pretty simple. Top twenty, <laughs> Rory finishes at minus four hundred. He's won there at Quail Hollow twice. 
Um, I'm going to make uh, Charlie Hoffman in there as well just to make the cut at minus 300. He's been solid. Every, every week he's in the top of the leaderboard, every single week. And just two weeks ago, Sergio Garcia got married. He played last week. Oh God! Uh, you know he didn't have a great tournament. He can't. He had. He shot a sixty-seven, I believe, on Sunday, but still finished far back. But when it comes to the major, you know he like I, like he he broke through, won the Masters at minus four fifty. I'm going to take Sergio to play real well this week to make the cut too. So it's Sergio at minus four fifty to make the cut. Charlie Hoffman at minus 300 to make the cut. And the third part of that leg is Rory to be in the top 20 at minus 400. All right. And we haven't figured out the odds on that, but it's pretty good, right? So that, you, put you know, that, it's uh, plus 104. I just had a feeling Harry was going to be asking me about it. Okay. Good. Yeah. Good. <laughs> Thank you for saving us Perfect. some time, Brian. All right. I'm going to make a pick, too. And here I go again. I, I lost with him on, uh, I guess it was the British Open. Maybe it was. I don't even know. I think I lost him every tournament. Jason Day. I'm taking him at two to one to make the top ten. He won this thing in 2015, finished 24th at Bridgestone last week. And besides the win in 2015, he has two top tens uh, and a top 15 in his previous uh, PGA championships. And he made a Uranus joke at the press conference earlier in the week. I like Jason Day, two to one odds to make the top ten, and that's that. And there you go. And like I said, uh, follow House's picks. He he has been phenomenal. He had Kuchar to come in sec, uh, to win the whole thing. He came in second. Otherwise, he is a he's a wizard with these majors. He likes Fowler and Rom uh, to win this thing. So right. His his yeah. big shot again. His big shot again was Fano, right? Or however you say. His yeah, Fano. I don't know how even how you say it. It's a hundred to one odds. <laughs> Believe me, on Sunday we'll know how to say it when he's uh, when he's fifth, <laughs> one stroke uh, back. But uh, all right, guys, that's it. We're gonna uh, we're gonna come right. back next Thanks, week. Buddy. Yeah. Awesome. We did golf. We covered it all. We're going to start covering. We're, we're there, guys. We're Hard Knocks came on last uh, the other day, yesterday. We are there. Don't even worry about it. And Harry, Brian, Darren gives us credit for, for coming up with this. I will say Harry has been betting golf um, since, the second, since the second trimester, I think. He's been betting on golf and <laughs> crazy tournaments. But um, as much fun as it is, I'm Harry. I'm one for 69 this year. You probably are. Right? About one for 69? Yeah, I think that's about right. That, but listen, this nonsense right. stops when football uh, resumes. You understand, right? we got to focus. Well, <laughs> we'll see. I have a feeling you're not. All right. Stick around. Max Kellerman coming up. You know, these days you can count on one hand, maybe one finger, how many color commentators at Max Kellerman's level never played the game they're calling. Those guys just don't exist, and that truly is a testament to how great he is. Max Kellerman is here. Thanks for coming on Against All Odds, Max. Thanks, Al. Yeah, now now you say something nice about me. No, that's okay. You're, you're, we can uh, right, right. <laughs> well, it's... Re- <laughs> no, it's fine. It's fine. Listen... Are, 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 um, obviously, you want to talk Mayweather uh, and McGregor. Are you nervous for the sport of boxing a little bit? Because I am. No. it's. I mean, the only way to be nervous is if you thought that... Well, look, you can say that it's a, a, a bad sign that the reason the fight is taking place at all mm-hmm. is that, you know, boxing, while it's everyone's actual favorite sport, people don't really realize it because they don't know the characters involved so i do this like uh i I, it's for my greatest hits volume two Mm -hmm. you know you come to a street corner and on one at an intersection in one corner there's guys playing a pickup game basketball on another you know stick ball on a third they're playing tennis or whatever putting a golf ball in the fourth corner there's a fist fight where's the crowd right right it's always around the fist fight it's Mm -hmm. more intrinsically compelling because it is the literal imposition of will you know there's no it's not a metaphor for anything you know this guy hits that guy that guy can't get up this guy literally imposed his will on the other guy by physically separating that guy from his right so Boxing is everyone's favorite sport, but if you redid the thought experiment, and this time it's Roger Clemens pitching to Barry Bonds on one corner, and it's Sampras playing Agassi on it, etc., and it's two nobodies fighting, all of a sudden you still got people around the fighting. That's how awesome it is. But all of a sudden the distribution of the crowd is different. Right. So, you know, the way we sell sports is through storytelling, and stories are only as interesting as 
their characters are interesting. You have to know who they are, be invested in them, all those things. And so what Mayweather McGregor represents is the fact that Mayweather is the only really well-known character in boxing. Mm -hmm. And so it just so happens that another really well-known character who also fights for a living and is around Mayweather's size was available for a fight. And since there's no hexagon and Mayweather would never get in an octagon, there's no way to split the difference, they right. put it in a ring, right? right. So, so insofar as that represents the failure of boxing to promote its characters properly, people in boxing should be concerned. But insofar as it represents a threat to boxing, not at all, because McGregor has precisely a 0% chance to win. Well, I, for one, I agree with you. And furthermore, I think, you know, but the problem is people want to knock down boxing. And it is my favorite, and I love it much more than the MMA. But they want to knock it down. They want to say boxing's dead. If Mayweather screws up, it it, it really takes a hit. And it, it, I don't know if it could recover from that. And it's sad, too, because this is— When you say is, screws up, what do you mean, well, though? Well, let's—I mean, there's different ways to screw up. I don't think physically, I agree with you, it's possible. But what if— what if he's willing to sacrifice that L, that one in the loss column, for another $280 million payday, and he sits and he wins oh, this? Oh, if he threw the fight, you mean? Well, I mean, he can, he, can win, he can win this fight eight rounds to four and get a rematch, and then everyone's just like, ah, boxing sucks. The boxer won, but did he, did he really win? Did he really prove what? Uh, that, that's what I'm worried about, because, because uh, do you gamble, Max? Do you gamble at all? No, I don't. And, I, and, in, and in fact, I don't precisely because I work in the business and I don't right. want there to ever be a, you know, an appearance of a conflict. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm not accepting that as an excuse, but OK, that's fine. That's fine. But no, listen, but over <laughs> the year, as a master an, uh, analyst, you must have over the years kicked yourself at some point. It's like, oh, I knew fighter A was going to beat fighter B. Why didn't I load up on A? There can't be a better example of that than, than there is this, right? Absolutely. Mayweather is a tremendous value at like he's a, Mayweather would literally be a tremendous value at 50 to one. Right. But it's something like six to one. It's a joke. And, and by the way, it's an interesting theory you have. Like what if Mayweather wins, but he does it in such a way that there's some kind of demand for a rematch? I don't know how that can happen. Yeah. I don't see how McGregor lands a punch against not a clean punch against Floyd Mayweather. Like think about this, Sal. If it. McGregor hasn't fought in a boxing ring since he was an amateur. Mm -hmm. And he wasn't like a gold medalist amateur. He didn't have like international success as an amateur. Right. And he didn't have a long amateur boxing career, right? Now, usually they say it takes about six rounds to make a good 10-round fighter. Mm -hmm. uh, six years, sorry. Six years to make a good 10-round fighter. Six years. Right. Not two months, not three months. Six years. That, that's to make a, good, a guy who can handle himself over 10 rounds. He's getting in with the, one of the best pure boxers who ever lived. You know, if, if McGregor was built like a fighter, fight a couple four-rounders against guys you can beat, six-rounders against a little better opposition, eight-rounders, etc. And let's say he had 15 fights and he was, you know, 13-2 uh, and two mm -hmm. by the time he fought a, a ranked guy. If, he, if that guy was a top-20 guy and win or lose, McGregor could at least hang with him. Right then he would have a chance to maybe win a round against the guy half as good as Floyd Mayweather. Yes. No. <laughs> but he's turning pro in a real fight against Mayweather. There's no chance. I agree. It's ridiculous. It, it's, it's like having a cat and a dog and throwing the bone and expecting the, the cat to fetch it. it really, it's really, it's not going to happen. Or, but, or, or it's yeah. like... Go ahead. It's like, you know, someone saying, who wins, Michael Phelps or LeBron James? Right. Well, I don't know. Are they in a swimming pool or a basketball <laughs> yeah. court? You yeah. know, it turns out that, that, that they're on a basketball court and people are expecting Michael Phelps to compete with LeBron James. It's just not going to happen. Right. The only thing, the only thing that gets me nervous is I don't know Floyd's tax situation and I don't know if he needs a second fight. And, and I get worried when I hear that they flew, you know, with that Ford City Circus tour they flew on the same private jet together i'm like oh boy are they in cahoots and back you know there is there is corruption and overall hijinks in boxing and if it weren't for all that nonsense i would put everything i own on floyd mayweather jr i think floyd mayweather senior could hang with connor in a boxing ring honestly and these odds are so screwy you talked about them before marcus maidano was minus 600 or floyd was minus 600 against maidano minus 900 the uh the first time uh, Robert Guerrero, minus 600, same odds that Connor is holding. Victor Ortiz, minus 500. Um, it, it's crazy right. to me. These, these guys are – even Andre Berto, Mayweather was minus 3,000, and it was a decision against him. He's, he's, he's miles ahead uh, skill-wise of Connor McGregor. Yeah, but Andre Berto was, a, was an 
Olympian. Right. Andre Berto won belts in multiple belts in boxing, had wins against and competed against top professional fighters for years. Yes. And Berto didn't win a single round against Mayweather. Yeah. So you know, it's just it's it's a basic misunderstanding of of what the discipline of boxing and a disrespect for the discipline, just as I used to try to tell boxing fans, you know, oh, do you think so-and-so, some boxer, would beat some MMA fighter? And I would be like, what, in the octagon? Right. What, are you crazy? Right. The MMA fighter would tap him out and it'd take 30 seconds. Mm-hmm. Well, don't you think he would, the boxer would catch the MMA guy coming in? No, no, you have no respect for the discipline that is mixed martial arts. And, and this is in, in the other direction, you know. Basically, it's the general public who um, who's credulous, you know, and and doesn't understand that boxing is not just two guys, yes, uh, you know, in a street fight. I know at this point it, it it's maddening that they would think that, and it, and really and more disrespect that this this fiasco is overshadowing. I think a great year for boxing. Klitschko Joshua was the best heavyweight fight in twenty years. Ward Kovalev was fun. Yep. That that should have been much bigger fight. But this the announcement yep. came out right around that. Lomachenko. Nello's coming up. That's ridiculous how big that fight is. That that should be that's what everyone should be talking about. But anyway, well, I, yeah, you know, I don't I I don't never see it as a bet. Like this is spectacle. I'll be watching. Like mm-hmm. I don't believe in kind of denying what you're interested in. This will be interesting to watch. I will be watching. But you just got to know, like, I'm watching knowing the product I'm getting. I'm getting spectacle, not an athletic competition. Okay. But so now breaking it down specifically, do you think they both come at each other or is Floyd going to do the thing where he toys with them? And, like, at what point in the fight will you be surprised you're still watching both of them on their feet? Floyd will – Connor's going to be careful, I Mm -hmm. think. Floyd is going to dance around for a round or two. He's got to give people a show. Mm-hmm. Um, he'll talk to the commentators ringside. You know, he'll do things like that to extend it a little bit. And depending on how frisky Connor gets will depend on how long he lasts. The less frisky he gets, the longer he lasts. Mm-hmm. And if he tries to actually get aggressive, Floyd will put it on him. You okay. know, so, but, but like, it's fun. Does a, does a big ring fight favor Connor or Floyd? A small ring? What about the size of the glove? Every single thing favors Floyd. Right. Like, it's like a logical impossibility, but a smaller ring favors Floyd because the closer they are to each other, the more action you're going to find, right. so the more apparent the difference in skill, you know, it'll, it'll show yeah, up. No a larger ring also favors Floyd, mm-hmm. gives him room to maneuver and box, whatever he wants to do. Bigger gloves favors Floyd if you think Connor's a puncher. Smaller gloves also favor Floyd because Floyd is actually going to be the one landing punches, mm-hmm. right? Like, there's, no, there's nothing in a boxing ring that favors Connor McGregor. Right. All right. All right. Let's get to the particulars. I agree with you, but you need to make me some money at this point. So a knockout is minus two. So you, no, no one wants to put down $6 to win a dollar on Floyd, even though you could not watch the fight. You can go to France and check in on it two months later and you'll, you'll know you're a winner, but that's still, that's still a hefty Six to one is an amazing value on Mayweather. It, it really Ama- is. That is not good value. It's amazing value. Right. And when you go over the opponent, what you're doing is you're taking the sucker's money is what you're doing. Yeah. Yeah, and there's going to be now. I don't know if that'll go down or uh, I. I think I. You know, when I was at the Staples Center with the whole thing when they did the announcement and everything, and it was ninety. It was that was a free ticket, but it was ninety ten for Connor and for the crowd. So I don't know what the arena is going to be like or Vegas in general or what the betting will be like. That that line may even come down a little. But like I said, we went over the previous fights and and the value in that. But so the, a knockout though. A Floyd knockout. Now, this includes uh, disqualification, uh, ref stoppage, corner stoppage, minus 200. So you have to lay $2 to win a dollar on Floyd. Do you like that? that there's good value in that, right? Amazing value. Amazing value. Okay. The only way Connor goes the distance is if Floyd allows him. All right. You know, people are like, well, Connor has a good chin. You know who has a good chin? This goes for everyone who ever lived. Whoever doesn't get hit on the chin has right. a good chin. And Floyd will hit Connor wherever and whenever he pleases. Okay. All right. So now there's other stuff. The over-under in rounds is about eight and a half makes it even. Do you like that over or under? I say on. Un- I'm going under everything. I will, I'll take first round knockout. I'll take under and pan- punches thrown, uh, landed. We'll, we'll get to that in a minute. But over-under eight and a half rounds, which way are you going? That's the tough. That's the trickiest one because you're right. Floyd could, if it was Floyd competing as well as he could, there's no way that Connor could go eight and a half rounds. They mm-hmm. go go nine rounds, right? There's just he couldn't do it. However, 
What you said earlier, I would take a modified approach to that. I don't think Floyd would, you know, try to lose rounds or let Connor in the fight like that, but he may want to extend the show. Ugh. You know, you just don't know. This and and also, Connor may fight. Everyone's expecting him to be aggressive. I'm not sure about that at all. Mm-hmm. Connor is actually a smart fighter. Mm-hmm. So when you're in against someone with vastly greater skills, one way to fight them, obviously, is to crowd them and try to minimize. The, the skills by turning it into more of a wrestling match and stuff like that, or a brawl. But another way is to stay away and minimize exchanges because the exchanges favor the sharper skilled guy. We right. don't know how Connor's going to fight. Right. All right. Well, you're scaring me now a little, Max. I have to be honest. Yeah, I had, I had an interview. I was on Jerry Cooney's uh, series satellite show, and he said this. He was like, oh, this is not even going to be close. I'm like, all right, over under eight and a half rounds. He's like, oh, I, I think I'm gonna go, I'd go over. It's like, wait, what are you talking about? This should be. <laughs> you go over? No. I, look, if I forced to choose, I would under. say under. Okay. Forced right. to choose because I because my guess is Connor's got heart and he's not and he's going to at some point go for it right. and that'll be the end of the fight. Floyd will end him there, but but he'll be get, he'll be beating the hell out of Connor the entire time. Right. Okay. But so far for as far as value goes, you like the knockout at one to two, putting two dollars. Oh up my to God! Amaz- amazing value. I, I, uh, b- both the knockout and the win for Floyd are amazing value. Right. Okay. Now, how about this? So, so there's there's other stuff like under four and a half rounds is three to one. I might take a shot at that. McGregor doesn't land the punch in the first round, seven to one odds. People laugh at that, but some of these bet great uh, competitors that we've talked about only landed one, two punches against Floyd in the first round or some rounds. It's not ridiculous to think that he might not land the punch, right? McGregor will not land a single punch in the entire fight. And I'm certain of that. The problem is this. How are punches scored? Right. So, like, if McGregor lands a partially deflected or mostly deflected shot on the arms, on the the elbow, on the shoulder, on the gloves, part of his glove may graze Mayweather, but, like, McGregor's not going to land any clean punches. Right. You know, maybe in a clinch... You know, he does the thing where he throws three or four left hands to, look to, mm-hmm. to Mayweather's side, but with nothing on them. Those count as punches. So, like, so it's not a good bet. First round is not a bad bet because he really may not touch him. Right. But it's not a great bet because punches will be counted that aren't really punches. In terms of actual clean punches, McGregor's got no shot to land anything on Floyd. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, yeah, so he, yeah, like you're right, he can come in with a roundhouse and Floyd could shake it off and it could graze his arm and then you get screwed there. All right, I'll right, stay away from counts as a punch, how so about, it's not a great bet. How about this? Most punches landed in any round by McGregor, seven and a half. I go under there. Pacquiao averaged less than, fewer than seven a round. Uh, all these guys averaged fewer than ten. It's like Guerrero, like nine. That, that's a good bet. Under, the, un, the under's a really good bet there. I okay. mean, you're, you're talking about some of the some great fighters who've been boxing since they were babies. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, like, here's a good... What's, what are the odds on a Connor DQ loss? Right. Uh, DQ loss. They're, they're, what are those odds? Those, well, that'll be a good bet. So if you, if you have Mayweather by, by knockout, you get all that other nonsense with it. You get the, you know, you get the DQ. Yeah. But let me see. Yeah, that's a great bet. Mayweather yeah. by knockout. If you get... If you, if that includes all the DQs and everything that you mentioned earlier, right. that Mayweather by knockout is a great bet. Okay, that's what I'll go with. Because you, this goes on and on. You could bet how many pay-per-view buy, buys there are. I think it's over under four and a half, four point nine million or something. Uh, Aaron Judge. Under. Aaron, guess, oh, you think yeah. under, really? Hmm. Well, four point nine only because not because it's not a great spectacle and event. I'm all for like I, I got nothing against it. Mm-hmm. I'll be watching it, but but um, the idea like people have such a skewed idea of what a successful pay-per-view is. Floyd and Pacquiao was four and a half million pay-per-view buys, give or take. Mm-hmm. That was shattered the record by so much. Nothing had ever done three million before then. Right. So if you do, uh, if you do two million pay-per-view buys, you just did a monster event. Yeah. Monster, like historically monster event. Mm-hmm. And, and the over-under is Five million, just about. I'll take the under. It, it made me laugh because I know, I know it's it's for this very reason too. But Floyd came out today and said something like he had. What did he say? He said Connor has a chance because I'm older now or something. Is it? And, and that that's just for sure. I right? told everyone. I, yeah. I, I I told everyone a first take last week. Yeah. This is what's going to happen. Things news will start coming out of McGregor's camp that he looks so great and he's beating up this guy. And that guy, and news will come out of Mayweather's camp that he, like, got dropped in sparring or something like that. Right. I actually think once I said that, it lowered the odds that 
news would come out of Mayweather's camp like that because, you know, like I, people are alerted to it. Right. I'm sure I'm not the only one who said that, by the way. But, of course, some this Mayweather saying that is a version of that. Look at me. Dim- diminish me and, and pump up the other guy so people will think this is a competitive event. Right. Now, I, I'm pretty sure I know where you stand on this, but what, what about that whole turning 40 thing? Is it – and I don't even think he, it matters because he's such a freak physically – yeah, but you see NBA centers, that, that's when they lose it. And speed's the first thing to go in boxing. You turn 38, you turn 39, you turn 40. Major, the stats go down drastically. But that, that's not going to matter, right, in terms of speed? No, for, it, it's a real thing. Mm-hmm. You, know, the, the, you know, the chronological, the age, the actual age of a fighter is a real thing. It needs to be considered. And if we're Floyd Mayweather fighting another boxer, you would have to consider it. But he's not. Right. All right. No. I'm with he's, he's, I know there's overlap. I know there's. Oh, it, it's more like this. I know, like when I say, Michael Phelps versus LeBron James. It's more like some great water polo player, right? Because there's some redundant skills there with a, with a, with an Olympic uh, swimmer, freestyle racer, right? Mm-hmm. There's some there's some redundant. You know, they're both in the water, for example. So they're both fighting. Right. Um, another guy, but <laughs> there's that's the overlap. It's like a water polo player trying to beat Michael Phelps in a race. That's a different class. And I don't get. Do you, would you would you really care if Phelps was five or ten years past his prime? No, no, it wouldn't matter at all. Now, there's one more I want to throw. I, I mean, there's stupid ones, too. Aaron Judge home runs on August 26th against the Mariners against uh, versus knockdowns, McGregor knockdowns. It's probably going to end up 0-0, but you, you go Judge there, right? You have to. Versus how many times McGregor would knock Floyd down? Yes, yes. And if you want to just bet that separately, uh, McGregor is minus 700 to knock down Floyd. To me, and the odds reflect it, that is just never going to happen. Like, it's... No, however, again, you're dealing with official verdicts. So, Something for example, yeah. Sylvester Stallone, mm-hmm. you know, dreamt up Rocky watching Chuck Wepner supposedly knock down Muhammad Ali. It was ruled a knockdown. It was not a knockdown. He tripped Ali. Right. But it was officially ruled a knockdown. Right. right? So could McGregor do something? Could their feet, feet get tangled? He's a southpaw. Floyd is orthodox. They step on each other's feet. Something happens, and, and it's called a knockdown. Mm-hmm. I suppose something like that could happen. But the, the idea that Connor would ever actually knock Floyd down is zero. Right. There's a zero chance that that could happen. Okay, so to, to recap, better than taking any of the over-unders and rounds, better than any of this other stuff, the best value, so I, I take it you don't like Mayweather by decision at plus 160. We're going Mayweather knockout at minus 2-1. to one. Yeah. That's the very best value. Oh, those are great odds. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to stay amazing with that. value, especially when, especially as they define knockout. It's amazing value. Right. I'm telling you, I'm going to bet my. I'm going to come live with you, Max, because if I, if I lose this house, I don't. <laughs> I don't expect it to happen. But um, if there's any, they're going to change your name to Roommate Sal. That's it. I'll be Roommate Sal. <laughs> Max, thanks for coming on. I really appreciate it. 10 a.m. to noon on ESPN. You could uh, watch Max get screamed at for two hours every day by an adult male. It's great. It's uh, first take with Max Kellerman, <laughs> Stephen A. Smith. Oh. Thanks, entertaining. Thanks, Max. I appreciate it. Appreciate you, brother. All right. Take care. That'll do it for another episode of Against All Odds with Cousin Sal, part of the Ringer Podcast Network. If you think you're eligible for our Degenerate Gamblers Hall of Fame, or if you just want to say hi, email us at CousinSalAgainstAllOdds at gmail.com. Tweet me at the cousin Sal. Watch Jimmy Kimmel Live tonight. That's that. For the Degenerate Trifecta and Max Kellerman, I'm Cousin Sal, saying so long and happy handicapping. Things change, the weather changes, your mood definitely changes. So why lock yourself into plans that might change? With Hotel Tonight, you don't have to because you'll get incredible deals on awesome hotels even at the last minute. You don't believe me? Try it. Booking on Hotel Tonight gives you the freedom and flexibility to play things by ear while knowing you'll score a great price and a great place to stay. So download the Hotel Tonight app to find seriously amazing deals now. Like right now. 